My name is Matt Brown. the show. Brian, can I see that paper for a sec? Huh. That's odd. I thought that would be big news. You thought what would be big news? Well, there seems to be an absence of a certain ornithological piece. A headline regarding mass awareness of a certain avian variety. What are you talking about? Oh, have you not heard? It was my understanding that everyone had heard. Heard what? Brian, don't! Brian, don't you know about the bird? Well, Peter's gonna tell you about the bird. Well, a bird, bird, the bird's a bird, well, a bird. Oh my god, Peter, are you all right? The world is a better place because you are here to join us. My name is Matt Brown, and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. How are we doing on this beautiful spring day? It is Thursday, April 8th, 2021. And again, we are so happy the greatest listeners and fans in the world are here to join us. Just some reminders. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasting platforms and YouTube. Oh, tongue twister right there, but we will not give up on it. Check us out. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasting platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to leave a review to check out all exclusive content regarding the Productive Conversations podcast. Go to ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com and check out all the great things we have to offer regarding this show for the people. So we have every single podcast on the site, every single video interview we have done. We have our exclusive merchandise store thanks to our friends at Zazzle where you can get all exclusive apparel, office supplies, miscellaneous wear, everything that we have to offer in our amazing store through Zazzle. You could go to either the link in the episode description below or go to ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com slash merchandise. You can also check out some of the blogs I've written, my resume if you're interested in that, and Everything Productive Conversations is on our site, and don't forget to check it out. And also, don't forget to check us out in the world of social media. We're on Instagram, at Productive Conversations Podcast. We're on Twitter, at Prod Convo Pod. We're on TikTok, at Productive Conversations. And check out all the great content that we have to offer in the world of social media. 
So how are we all doing on this beautiful Thursday, spring, early spring day? Well, weather's warmer, the sky is more blue, the temperature is at a good place. We're all getting dandy and comfortable as we go out into the great spring that was robbed of us last year because of COVID. And since we're on that subject, as I mentioned on yesterday's special Wednesday edition of the Productive Conversations podcast, which I highly recommend you check out featuring the great Will Hessert and my great brother Brendan St. Brown after many days of stress many phone calls applying through VAMS and trying to finally do my part in ending the pandemic and schedule a vaccine I have officially scheduled a vaccine appointment it is going to be on Saturday morning in Bridgeport, Connecticut at the Bridgeport Hospital. I will get up. I will be looking dandy, getting a short sleeve shirt ready, and then finally take my first dose of the Moderna de- vaccine and finally do the first part of finally ending this pandemic in my life and just supporting anyone else who needs it as we end the pandemic as a whole. Obviously, the pandemic isn't over as soon as I personally get the vaccine, but at least through the journey I've gone through in the pandemic, which has been quite draining, but also fulfilling in the sense that I got this podcast out of it and grew more as a person, I will at least have my body ready to not deal with the stress of risking COVID-19, catching it, having it negatively affect my body, and then God forbid, transferring it to someone else. So I'm so excited to get my shot, then scheduling it, I'm gonna wait a couple of weeks, or a few or a couple of weeks after to get my second dose, wait two weeks after that, and then I'm fully vaccinated. And words can't describe my appreciation for all healthcare workers for making it possible, the amazing men and women and people who are in the science community to make this vaccine. And yeah, any way I can help other people get a vaccine, I can do my part, whether in my state, if you need help looking in your state. There's a will, there's a way, even with all the frustration to get a vaccine. Let me know how I can help you. Even if it's feasible, I'll give you a ride to the the, uh, vaccine spot. As long as it's feasible and uh, we can make it happen, I will keep my word in that and help you out. So we just got to end this once and for all. And hopefully this is a summer that we can truly enjoy as we slowly get back to normal. And I hope by the fall... We have this period of our life behind us. We just can't get too comfortable at this point. We just have to continue to do the right thing, wear your mask, socially distance, and get that vaccine. What a great time that is going to be, and you know I will be talking about that on Monday's podcast with the great Mike Gumads, which you do not want to miss. We have so many great things ahead this weekend, and one of my favorite events in all of sports takes place this Well, it takes place today, honestly. There's the first round of it. It is the 2021 Masters. I'm a huge golf fan. I love the sport a lot. Thanks to my father, it's been often that I watch the Masters. Never miss it. You know, even though, of course, there's days I can't exactly watch and sit in front of the TV and check it out uh, throughout the years. But I always pay attention 
thanks to your TV apps and your golf apps, uh, you could be in tune and watching one of America's greatest sporting events, the Masters in Augusta. All the chills I get when saying that. Obviously, this is a great year. We already had a Masters back in November, and <laughs> only it's only five months later that we're back into it. And who do I think is going to win it all? You know, as I love to talk about golf and figuring it out, uh, and I'm also continuing to learn how to properly cover the sport, as I am confident in covering baseball, basketball, football, college basketball, college football, WWE, to name a few things. Uh, I also love golf, but I am still working on perfecting perfecting my craft in covering the sport of golf. But having said that, I still believe that this is going to be an amazing tournament, and I still have some things to say about the tournament in Augusta this weekend. But basically, who do I think is going to win it all? I'm going to get crazy with this one. But I think this golfer who has really hit the scene over the last couple years in the great sport of golf, I think this year, the winner of the 2021 Masters Tournament, the person taking home the green jacket, I say is going to be Bryson DeChambeau who has 11-1 odds to win it all. So why Bryson DeChambeau? I think one of the things to note is the fact that this man has an amazing drive. He can literally happy Gilmore it with getting an average around 300 yards off the tee. And... I believe that Bryce DeChambeau in where Augusta, you play every single year, never changes, same course, and he has had success in Augusta National before. I think this time he is going to be going over the hut, and he's going to win it once and for all, often hitting the green, improving on his putting game. And I think Bryson DeChambeau is going to be the person to take the green jacket this year. And... I believe that he will win his second major. He won the U.S. Open last season or last year. And I just think we're just going to keep on seeing him keep going at it and rise up the ranks in the world of golf. Some other exciting picks. We have Jordan Spieth, who at one point was anointed as golf's next biggest thing. We know his struggles he has had winning tournaments ever since then. Some people are confident and think that he can win back-to-back tournaments, winning the Texas Open last week. Some people think at 10-1 odds that Jordan Spieth will be the one taking the green jacket this year. And, you know, whether it's from the momentum because of he finally won a tournament of the Texas Open last week... Some people think that some of his stro- uh, improving strokes, especially in the famous in the famous uh, Augusta event, some people believe that he could contend to win once and for all. I know it's really hard for golfers to win back-to-back tournaments, but hey, he's won a gu- He's won at Augusta before. He won the Masters in 2015, and if anybody can have a great run with this momentum on as the world of golf finally seeing that Jordan Spieth can make up for lost time. He could be the one to win a second jacket this Sunday. You can't forget 
Also, number one ranked golfer Dustin Johnson, who is last year's master winner, who won back in November, who's been, I believe, ranking. He's ended in the top 10 in like the last five tournaments. I believe that's the fact. And I mean, this guy has had incredible momentum. I know that some people are concerned about his putting. But again, he just won the tournament back five months ago. He's still ending in the top 10 in the most recent tournaments. Dustin Johnson may be worth looking into, and we can see if he goes back to back. Also, if no, we're going to have a returning Brooks Kepka coming back on the tour this weekend. He just, he had a knee procedure, hasn't played in weeks, though he won a tournament back in February. Maybe Brooks Kepka can shock us all, but don't count on it. I mean, stranger things have happened, but... Again, hasn't played in weeks. Might not work into his advantage. Also, there is a chance of showers on all four days this weekend at Augusta. But, you know, maybe that plays a factor. Maybe it doesn't as someone who's had quite an experience with knee challenges. And I'm not trying to compare myself to Brooks. But, you know, when it rains after, you know, have major work done on the knee, it can be irritating. But who knows? Maybe Brooks Kepka can prove us all wrong and get a big win and a huge comeback win. But it is most importantly great to see him back, especially for the Masters. Just some other exciting names coming into the weekend that be that may be making some noise, whether it's John Ram, who just became a father in the past few days, who's going to be out in Augusta after an amazing life event. See if he can, you know, I mean... That'd be pretty badass having a kid and then winning the Masters in the span of a week. People were liking Rory McIlroy. I believe he's 14-1 odds, who's been playing much better of late. A lot of top 10 finishes lately since the season started. And maybe Cameron Smith, the Aussie who scored... who scored in the 60s in all four days of the Masters last November... He clearly knows this course well. Maybe it's time for him to win it all himself. So we're excited that golf is here. The Masters is back in his regularly scheduled April slot. Uh, You know, it's nice to hear Jim Nance's voice, and we're really, really in a good spot. And, yeah, Masters this weekend. So much fun. And we will definitely react to it on Monday's podcast. Also, WrestleMania is this weekend. Talk a little about it with my guests, and we'll be way more in-depth with that on next Thursday's show, where I review it with AJ the Man, Ryan Page, and then this guy. This guy who I'm about to introduce to you all. His name is Deron Davis, and he is on the Productive Conversations podcast today. He is a boxer. He is a very focused respectful and bright young man have didn't meet him until well i'm sorry i shouldn't say that i did meet him briefly at a party recently you know of course we were doing the right thing and being safe in these times but i met him briefly at a party didn't talk and then thanks to the great aj the man brought us together he suggested he would be a great podcast guest and you know talked to him one thing led to another first time we met it was like we were friends already. The man has a great mind, great attitude, and I must say, I was very, very impressed with the bright young man that is 
Deron Davis. He has a great future ahead, and he has a lot of my respect. Simple as that. And once you hear this interview, you will have a lot of respect for him too. And he will be a champion someday. So let's get to it. Deron Davis, it is your turn. Let's get to it. Everybody, it is great when I have a guest that can kick ass and take name. This guy has, we are brought together from the great, one of the greatest of all time. AJ, the man gave a nice endorsement to this fella. And as we were talking, get to know each other, realize off the bat, he'd be a great guest. And we're going to learn about his boxing career, how he's a future champion, and to show how cool this guy is. Deron Davis is on the Productive Conversations podcast. What's up, Deron? Thank you for joining me, man. What's up, Matt? Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me, honestly. Looking forward to the whole show. All right, man. As am I. As am I. So before we get into some cool stuff and learn more about you and your craft, how are you doing today, Deron? How has the beginning of your 2021 started? Everything moving well and healthy and things good of that nature? Yeah, I'd, I'd say the beginning of my 2021 has been damn near perfect, honestly. No complaints. All right. And, That's a great answer. Yeah. All right. Near perfect. Why near perfect? I mean, just newfound motivation, just a lot of inner searching and, you know, just making making the best out of every situation given. You know, Mentioning that word motivation, you know, whether it's through fighting, whether it's through training or your uh, every other day activities, what keeps you motivated? What helps you, you know, not fall through and be lazy? What helps you be a motivated person to reach your goals? I, I honestly have to because motivation like motivation comes and goes and that's when discipline comes in. So mm-hmm. I'd, I'd, I'd have to. I'd have to tip my, all my motivation off to everyone supporting me. That goes with mm-hmm. the, AJ, the person who brought us here, the rest of the rest of my friends who I consider family, and then my actual blood. Yeah, you know I mean, mm-hmm. just like everyone, like everyone who I've told what I want to do, and everyone who watched, who's been watching me work, has been nothing but supportive and love. So that's that's my motivation. Like I just want to eventually be able to give that back. Oh, I hear that. I I feel the same way too. You know, I started this podcast and as we continue to grow our audience in the show, it really does mean a lot when people genuinely go for your passion and understand that, yeah, at first doing something that may take a while to get some actual money to measure, but I gain all these other skills and talk with great people, get introduced to cool people just like yourself. I'm sure you feel the same way too, how special it is with someone actually feels for you and genuinely cares about your goal am i right yeah no it's a it's a it's a completely different feeling like you it's a it's undescribable and you could feel the genuine love given towards you and how other people could be so passionate about what you're passionate about absolutely and you can also lean out and push away towards the people who don't or some people who are aren't as enthusiastic as you are i'm i'm sure that has to be a great motivation. It must be awesome in the ring as well. Like I once we'll get into that when you're actually in the zone and stuff, when it comes to, you know, going against your opponents, do you feel like there's other outside influences like that to the people who don't believe in you, to the people who may feel it's a joke or something. And that only pushes you more 
uh, when you compete? I mean, when it comes to like outside belief, I, I could, I could see how that could be a motivation for a lot, but me in particular, I try to, I try to not let outside influence kind of affect my frame. Mm-hmm. Like I kind of, I know that comparing and like doubting is going to come with everything. So if I could just stay in my zone and be the best me, and I know that like, this is what I want to do. That's all that matters. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I do. You know, one way I like to compare this is like a racehorse and racehorses run, they have their eyes closed so they can specifically run in a straight line and not get distracted from other horses. I feel yeah. that's something like what we do in go something very passionate that, yeah, there's a lot of competition for it too, but we genuinely feel we can make our own imprint for that. You know, you're Deron Davis, the boxer, that type of brand, my yeah. brand with productive conversations and being myself. You do you agree with that? And that's why it's also nah. important to keep staying on yourself. Yeah, I agree with that a hundred percent. Like right when you mentioned that, I what what popped in my mind was: Have you ever seen that picture of Michael Phelps when he was winning his gold medal? He's zoned in, yeah. in his own stride, and then the other person's looking at him, and he's a few steps behind. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, it's it's that's that's could be a metaphor of life in terms. You know, what I mean, just stay in your zone and just. You know, another thing that reminds me is, you know, the late Kobe O'Brien, rest in peace. Have you seen that clip of Chris Rock, Chris Rock trying to talk to him when he's on the sideline and he's just totally focused. That's like too easy. (laughs) We really can't let other people down, even if they have good intentions for it. Yeah. Oh man. What a great factors. What great factors to push us. So got your motivation. You, I'm especially in boxing when it's all on you, you don't really have any other teammates except the people in your corner, and yeah. it's all you at one point at one time. How do you feel like your life got you ready beforehand, before you decided to do this once and for all, have the balls to get in a ring? What do you think contributed before that to help you gain like your bravery or show that you can do this? What um, Before you started boxing, what do you feel like you did in life to help you know that you're ready to put it on the line and move forward and take such a dangerous, but you know, such a cool sport. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a question that answers has honestly, like many, many layers. Uh, um, for one, I'm one of the youngest out of so many older brothers and sisters. Um, <laughs> I don't even think I have to get into much detail about mm-hmm. the torture that I've been through with that. Um, then just I've been on I've been playing team sports my whole life too like football, uh, basketball. Um, high school I wrestled three out of four years. Four mm-hmm. years I went four years first team all league. I'm not gonna that's all the right. end of my that's the end of my bragging with that. But none <laughs> but no nah, like um just and within the midst of those I've noticed a lot of, of there's. I'm not saying that it's with everything, but mm-hmm. there's potential for favoritism. You know what I mean? And when then, and that just comes with team sports. But when it comes to combat fighting, uh, it was like a match made in heaven. You know what I mean, I've been having to defend and fight myself. I, I've been having to defend myself and fight my whole life. I'm, I've always been a smaller kid and I love sports. So they come together. You know what I mean? And then, 
once once you find that out and once you're like oh i want to fight you enter boxing and then it's so much more than just fighting it's like it's it's like a it's like a chess game with your bodies it's 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 fun yeah i you know as i've gotten older and even more into boxing myself and combat i realized how important it is especially when you said the chess that it really is a mental aspect as well that you know you really do have to go one step ahead before your opponent and we all know what happens when you don't i think it it must be you must also really train your mental health and aspects when you get ready for a match and stuff am i right Uh, like um mental is most of it honestly like once you're disciplined that you know all right i have to stay conditioned i have to do this see i mean once that's in your routine you have to get your head straight if you know you're in shape then the only thing that matters is your decision making from time to time which because it's all about inches and seconds when you're in that when you're in that ring so yeah it's 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 a lot of mental training uh me personally i like playing chess uh Mm -hmm. i do and like i could do i do like those reaction time board things sometimes oh really that's how hardcore i like yeah not 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 on like a wall more so like on a screen and Mm -hmm. i have to tap um and yeah just mentals mentals most of it I see. I see. All right. Cool. So as you said, it's more that's why when you see like people fight on World Store on the street, people would just swig at each other and there's no actual skill gun in a fall. It's yeah, no. the lucky moment. You actually have the strategy. And it, I think that's important to note. So as we mentioned here, you figured out your physical aspects, you figured out the mental aspects. And now what brings us together? When it came to actual boxing itself, when did you decide that you're going to pursue this once and for all? And what was the that big moment or if it was a string of moments that made you decide I'm going to be a boxer? Talk to me about how you got into the great sport of boxing. It was I'd say it was a stream of moments. Yeah, I mean, it was a lot of things unfolding for me and just <laughs> pieces falling into place honestly so mm-hmm. um as as i said with the wrestling i've always loved combat sports i was gonna wrestle in college before i withdrew from the semester but um yeah i was gonna wrestle in college and that didn't fall through um and i know i wanted to do sports you know what i mean like i knew that academics was not gonna be the way that i go i, I consider myself an intelligent kid but nonetheless i don't personally i know that school is not for me yeah and so i hop in this gym that my grandma signed me up for and i was like let me see where this goes because like you know i mean like i it's either this or i'm stuck in an office job nine to five and i could get that at any point in my life you know i mean so it's either now or never so i start going like three times a week and my head wasn't fully in it and that came from just outside influences that weren't the most positive that had to that i got rid of for personal sake and then that's when i started going like five six days a week um with barely any rest days consistently just over and over again and then i started getting sharper uh 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 
would like I would box my uncles in the backyard and stuff. My cousins would come over and we would we they would put on the headgear and we would fight around and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just got to a point where I was like, yeah, this is this is this is what I want to do. I like I, it's like. I don't know how to explain it. It's like it's it's just perfect. Like it's yeah, that's perfect. It just flowed together. It's when it's like stories like these exa- shows exactly those. It it'll be what's meant to be in life. The situations is what I'm getting at. So yeah, you know, and then taking paths that you feel more confident in. You know, even you know some people college you don't need college especially in this world nowadays to pursue what you actually want to do or what's the point especially for how much money they drain out of us so i get what yeah. you're saying in that and you know as someone who took an alternate route to if we're just hitting on that specifically what would you say to people who you know maybe on the fence feeling that school is it for them or for the people who are judgmental who left who says school 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 or bust what would you say for someone who took that route and then found his true passion out of it. What would you say to those people? Well, a, I mean, yeah, as long pursue the thing you love, that's, that's number one and truly study. You can make money off of any, you can make money off of anything you love, read books. I, that's what I'd say. That would be my number one advice. Read books, read books on finances. Cause that if, if you plan on, like if you envision your life with a bunch of money, like, read, read books on finances, especially if you're not going to be in school. Yet. I mean, you take your time to educate yourself. Yeah. Uh, don't give up and don't give up. Don't give up. Cause it's always going to be like a, Oh, what if it doesn't work out? But then there's always the, what if it does? I mean, that's, that's what I always say. Like, what if it does, you know, you, you have, you, you quite literally, you have one life to live. And you, you might as well love it second to second. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. You, you know, I live with this mantra, memories over money. And, and what that means is obviously cash is important to get your finances straight. I'm not yeah. saying, you know, blow off and do nothing. You got to, even if you're going to have a bid, you could have a strategic binge. But I'm saying that do what you're passionate about because, Probably there's a good chance if you really push through for it that you will get financial compensation, be satisfied with it. Those stuff will come together. And another important thing you you mentioned, and I I had the episode right, episode right before us that came comes out tomorrow is two people who are pursuing uh, things who also left it, decided to drop out of school. But one's running his own startup and another one's really pushing social media aspects. And the one real big thing they said and you're now adding is reading we have to hear from other perspectives not special textbooks and getting someone's interpretation of it it that's i think really important and no i feel like um looking at ancient i like looking at philosophers and what they've they've said because like behind behind what may look like sometimes just like word vomit you know what i mean mm-hmm. there's just like there's like true messages about name just true wisdom and then um psychology books to actualize your own mind you know what i mean and become the best you and then there's like i said before finance books and just anything anything to you know what i mean like 
all this person, like people spend lives to write these books and you can get a life work of knowledge in hours, that. hours to days. You know what I mean? Yeah. And especially with seeing how we get, again, as I mentioned before, just the language, the draining of student loans and finances, there is ways you could work smarter, yes. not harder with it, man. And I thank you for sharing that. I'm not, uh, I honestly do. And I really respect you for that as well. So thank you. as we, so as you said, take your path, go to the gym, remove any negative influences. If you don't mind just also asking me about that. Um, if it's too personal, that's totally fine. But if you could just talk to me about, um, you know, how much you benefited without telling the full story, if you don't want to, and how much you benefited when you finally removed those bad influences. Cause I think that's a lot of problem kids our age, especially is being around people who really do bring him down, being about, uh, being involved with the wrong crowd. What would you say about the people, you know, stepping away and following your own path? Like you did. Um, I'd say don't like the key to truly letting go of any negative influences in your life. If they were close people to you to, um, for example, is to when those people are no longer in your life, it's, a uh, you, it's your responsibility to no longer hold any resentment and to, to truly forgive and accept that you love everyone that has came in your life and left. And I mean, yeah, it's just some people don't mesh. I mean, personalities, just some people like just have defining personality traits that just don't click with other people. Yeah. You know I mean, and like people have different perspectives of life, uh, just, all these uh, accruing things that, that just lead to people just being different overall and streaming differently. So I'd say don't, don't blame yourself. Don't blame the other person. Forgive them if there's, forgive like all the negative influences if they're there and just focus on being the best you. Yeah, I mean, if you're focused on being the best you and being a good person, and you're moving with gratitude, love, and kindness. I, I don't see any negatives coming from that. You know, man, you're giving me some great sound bites. I appreciate it, Duran. That's, I think, especially in this world we live in today, where everyone has an opinion, everybody has to give their two cents, everyone has their own motives. I think it's important to really trust yourself more than ever. Because we do have, despite as crazy as it seems, we do have more opportunities than ever. But a lot of people, you'll know, you'll know who's in for it for you and who's not. And then once you yeah. do it for yourself, great things will happen. And I really believe that. And like the Conan line, I like to say is might not always get what you want, but if you are kind, you work hard and you at least go for it, you never know what could happen. And good things will happen, though. Um, Completely um outside of myself, though, I think it's awesome, like with the upcoming generations, for example, for them to truly see like their fullest potential and not yeah. to be locked. Like, I, I feel like a lot of uh, like the troubles with this, uh, not our generation, but past generations before they got the black and white image of what their, their life could be instead of shooting for the stars. And I, I don't, I feel like uh, a lot of young, a lot of younger, uh, uh, yeah, a lot of younger kids are going to be able to see their potential more. Uh, like social media is like, it's it's it can be bad, 
but it could also be a blessing in a sense that you're not going to lose that. You could do anything because they'll see a whole bunch of other kids also doing anything. You know what I mean? Like just, Oh yeah. 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 Shouts to you two for showing that. I mean, you really, you, like you mentioned next to reading and specifically what in this time, you really can learn how to do anything from YouTube video tutorials and courses. And I really, I love, I, you know, YouTube really started to get big when I was in middle school, but I mean, if I grew, actually grew up with it, I think who knows uh, how far things would go, you know, possibilities are endless. Yeah. Oh man. So as we learned, it's truly amazing. Absolutely. Thank God for it. So as we learned the person you became, you know, a true go-getter, someone who's truly focused and someone who, you know, mentally is ready for any challenge. And now you also decide you want to be a boxer. So before we get into some of the matches you participate in, talk to me about the training itself. So we clearly know you have the mental head for it, but when it comes to the first skills and, you know, actually learning how to box for the first time, can you talk to me about your training process and how uh, I'm going to guess it's similar, like the Rocky training processes, Rocky montages we all look forward to. Talk to me about the (laughs) training aspect um, of becoming a boxer and how you got ready to, you know, from punching bags to feet movement. Talk to me about your training. Um, okay. So when I first started out, uh, I started training with my cousin, Eric Garland, who used to, used to use an amateur box. He was an amateur boxer, three, over 300 amateur fights, um, wow, golden globe, golden globe champion. Um, he trained me, he taught me that the most important thing for me to learn as a beginner, cause I'm starting late, uh, I'm 19. I started 18, seven, mm-hmm. late 17, 18, um, was footwork. So he taught me my footwork. He taught me to move as a boxer. He got me very fluid with my movement. Um, and then he got me doing sprints, getting my conditioning ready. Um, uh, just 10 minutes of nonstop sprinting. It's, it's the most, wow. it's painful <laughs> nonstop sprinting and that every day until I, until I eventually got to a boxing gym. Um, I got to the boxing gym and my, my training regime regime had to pick up, I mean, for fight sake. So, um, I would run four miles every other day. So like Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, um, hit, you got to, I'd hit the heavy bag, like around 15 rounds and that's the whole week that's about the whole week work on footwork every day jump roping of course um mm-hmm. just the same old same old um i don't i don't spar much but obviously you have to get in your rounds you have to move around the ring but no i don't i don't spar much i you know what i mean i just don't uh and yeah i mean a lot of it's conditioning and getting your technique right i mean you could be the best athlete in the world, but if you don't know how to throw a punch, you're going to gas out in like five seconds just because that that specific muscle memory. So most of my training has been just sharpening up my tools and staying conditioned. That's really fascinating. So really you would say in the biggest aspect I'm getting at is it, it really is all technique when it comes to, you know, 
uh, going in the ring once and for all. How long do you think it took you to finally feel comfortable with that technique and all that repetition in hardcore training? When did you feel like, okay, I have my thing. I have uh, my strategy down. Uh, when did that come to fruition? Um, honestly, if you want me to be honest, I'm never fully comfortable with my technique just for a simple fact that I mean, I'll, there'll be times where like I'll throw a jab and still get check hooked in the face. There'll be a time where I'll mm. go low to the body and still get uppercutted. Yeah. You know I mean, there'll be time. So like, I mean, it's just, it's a, there's a fearlessness. Like, yeah, there's a lot of technique that goes into it, but you also have to be a person who's willing to get punched in the face. Cause you're going to get punched in the face a lot. Like that's not going to be something that you escape from. Mm-hmm. So I, prefer to learn through trial and error. Like if I, like if I'm in a specific moment where I get hit, I know I'm not doing that mistake again. So on and so forth. So, I mean, I don't think I'll be fully comfortable until I, I, until, yeah, until I'm around where I would be going pro. I don't think I, I don't think I'm going to be comfortable. And even then I'm going to have to shoot even higher than that. Yeah. I think that's, you know, kind of also healthy what you're saying too. Obviously once you get the worst thing they say, when any person getting creative or person uh, trying to train for something is getting comfortable. Cause where do you have to go from there? So I, I think that's important to, to note is that you're still working on it and you will, you know, once you become pro and, and stuff like that, that I think that's an important aspect you pointed out. And also, so one of the other things you mentioned is, you know, getting punched in the face. We all know the famous Mike Tyson quote, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. And as you mentioned, some of the, you know, ways physically you've learned to avoid these things and getting jabbed. What other things would you say, like, to if, uh, when it comes to getting ready, you will get punched in the face and you're pursuing this. I mean, it's virtually impossible. Do you, would you say it's like, you know, it's not as bad as it seems you, or it shows that you need to train better. So you avoid these headaches and stuff. What would you say to somebody who needs to know, Hey, you're going to get pushed in the face. Um, I feel like they just truly have to accept the fact that they're going to punch in the face because if you're pursuing the sport of boxing, if you want to be a boxer, for example, think about, think about all the champions, Ali knocked out cold. You know I mean, Mike yeah. Tyson, Mike Tyson knocked out clean, uh, so on and so forth. You know I mean, I, the only person to never lose, uh, I mean, is Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's, everyone's getting knocked out cold. You see, uh, you see all the boxers noses. I mean, Canelo lost, you know I mean, Canelo, yeah. Canelo lost once to Floyd and also got knocked down before. You know I mean, Lomachenko, one of the, the best footwork of all time. Looks like he's dancing in the ring. He, yeah. he got, he got, he got touched up and brutalized by Tiafimo Lopez. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you're going to get punched in the face. I feel like, you, sh- you you show a person boxing matches where greats, where um, they are greats, like the people who they perceive that they want to pursue after. Like if your role models, Mike Tyson and Muhammad Ali, right? You have to see them getting knocked out. You have to see, because if you're shooting to be like them, you have to accept that even they're, they're getting punched in the face too all the time. And you have to, you have to, you just, you just got to get punched in the face. <laughs> yeah, not fair. At the end of the day, you just got to get punched in the face. I think that's what it is. Like mm-hmm. if for a person who's scared of it, get them in the ring real quick. Uh, 
tell them to put their gloves up real quick and just go at them from the sides and then eventually just let them drop their hands and then take a few bare ones, not hard. And then show them that it's just a punch. It is, I mean, the human body can go through way more than anyone perceives that it can. It's, yeah. it's, it's wonderful. That really fascinates me what the human body can deal with. And yeah, it, I feel like that's how, if, if I were to pursue this, just learning that, Hey, it's going to be okay. You're going to be, uh, not gonna hurt that bad and it's only making you stronger so right yeah your coach your coach will not put you in the ring unless you're ready like that's the that's the fact of the matter so you're you're safe if, if you're joining a boxing ring and you're pursuing boxing you're safe <laughs> when was your moment when the when your trainer let you in the ring when do you remember that very moment they said hey it's time let's go i mean it was the first time and it was just body work but i was personally excited i yeah I, cause like, I just, I was working at, I was, yeah, I was working at the gym for a good, like seven, eight, nine months. And I still wasn't like, I, they, nothing was happening yet. And then this guy came in and he was like, Hey, you're looking good in the bed. Hop in real quick. And then he starts his, his son, um, his, his son's a competitor. He's an amazing boxer. I went into the rhythm and it was amazing. You know, like he just taught me a lesson, basically. I mean, like mm-hmm. completely gassed me out. But um, let me think. Let me think. Let me get back to the moment. So we're moving around, and I'm I I went in there overconfident at first. I remember that I was overconfident, and then he like because since it was only body shots, he jabbed me in the body, and then he hooked around and. That one, that one killed me. That one killed me, but I had to go the rest of it. And I remember it was just a lesson. It was, it was an eye opener. I think I was not ready at that point in time. You know I mean, and that was a big eye opener. It was like, okay, like this is, this is no joke. You know I mean, he was holding back and I, I got my ass beat. You know what I mean? To, mm-hmm. uh, to, to put it frankly. So, I mean, and then the next time I got in a ring, I went in with another competitor. He also handled me. I mean, just like, you constantly you're you're gonna constantly get beat up by people who are greater than you yeah and it's fun i don't know it's fun it's fun. yeah you just gotta you just gotta love it that's what it is it shows yeah like i said it shows that you love it It shows it's okay and as you mentioned all the greatest of all time been knocked out one way or the other except the very special well and even and even floyd i mean when and he lost in the olympics like we can't forget that yeah exactly so it's okay, everybody. It's worth it. It gets, get that champion, and, and it, you have to really earn it. I think boxing mo- out of most. I mean, of course, every sport you respect any of the champions, whether it's team or combat. But I mean, when you really show put your worth in there and your human spirit, I, I'm sure it's the most fulfilling thing when your hand gets thrown up in the air after you win. So another thing, also. The train as we hit the training, what's it like to hit the bag, man? What is this big secret? It's some of the smoothest things you ever see is when people hit the bag on top. And then I think lots of people think, oh, I could do that. And they see, wow, this does I cannot do um, it. You, what's you your secret speed bag? Exactly. What's the secret hitting okay. that speed bag? It's all right. So you look at it and then so it's all about sight and hearing. Yeah, you know I mean, you could do one or the other, but to learn it, use both. You know what I mean? Mm. It's a rhythm. 
and like you just feel your rhythm like you get loose you just feel your rhythm you'll be able to go fast you'll be able to put you'll be able to do hooks with it i don't know it's um you just have to go up to it you'll know like you hit it right when it comes back to you you hit it again right when it comes back to you, you hit it again and honestly there is no secret you keep your shoulders nice and relaxed and you just Oh, you make me want to go straight to our gym and try it out. I think that's <laughs> the, the still things I still need to get myself a video with. Be like a TikToker. It's like, look at me, everybody. But no, that's pre- that's pretty legit, though. I, it, it's it's all about that sound and moving and in, instinct. I think that's the big thing to get out of that. It's all about in- instinct. Yeah. All right. Cool. Cool. So we hit on the training. And the other thing I wanted to hit on is your nutrition. Obviously, if you to be in boxing shape, nutrition is everything. That's, uh, I mean, you could, I'm sure you could assure that it's probably yeah. just as important, if not more important, than your actual physical training. So, could you talk to me about like what your diet is right now? Yeah. If someone's competing, is it uh, hard? Are you eating? Are you eating the you know? Are you eating the cracked eggs like Rocky? To keep referencing that the whole way, we're going to continue to, too. But um, can you talk to me about your diet plan? Is it more on proteins, no carbs whatsoever? Are you some some free metabolic freak like Chad Ochocinco who said he ate McDonald's every day when he played in the NFL? What's your way to go? No, my metabolism is ridiculous. I'm like I said, I'm a skinny kid. So um I try I I try to put myself at a like not a calorie deficit, a surplus. That's what it is. I put myself at a calorie surplus around like thirty five hundred calories a day because I'm trying to I mean I I run like crazy. I mean it's high endurance. It's really hard to keep up your weight when it's high endurance and I'm in a position in particular where it will benefit me to not go up and wait but pack muscle go back down pack muscle go back down so yeah. like do quick quick bulks and cuts quick bolts and cuts because i i, I need to stay in my weight class but at, at the same time i also i also need more muscle packed on but because i i can't compete long too skinny at least not at least that's my perception of me i just yeah. i'd be comfortable with a little bit more weight packed on um so i mean i don't I just don't eat greasy foods. I like, I'm not a nutrition freak, but I don't eat greasy foods. I try to stick it to grilled chicken steak. Um, the steak I have it, like I cook it like medium well-ish. I have not much blood in it. Um, Mm -hmm. not that, not that that matters much, uh, salad sometimes, but nonetheless, I, I, I reach, I reach my 3,500 calories, keeping it as healthy as possible. And, yeah, not there's not much there's not much to it. A lot of water, a lot of water. Yes. No soda, no soda. I mean, I drink Gatorades and stuff, but no soda. Um, just a lot of water though. So hydration is one of the big keys I see, and yeah. uh, it's important. It's important. So, um, so is this more like are you doing it like in almost a keto diet? Do you have to do it in a certain amount of time? between like this time and this time or just, you know, get your proper meals you need for the day and go from there. You know, when I wake up, um, I have my breakfast. Sometimes I'd have a protein shake. Not that often though. Um, but I have my breakfast, lunch and dinner and I add up my calories along the way. Okay, cool. And, and how long, and you train what five to six days a week you mentioned? Yeah. Monday, Monday to Friday. Sometimes I'll go to the gym on a Saturday or Sunday. Cool, cool. And uh, and 
how long do you usually train for? Um, I try to go like four hours, four, four hours minimum. Really? Really? This, yeah. And how does that go yeah. set up? Does it like all car, like uh, cardio for an hour, then sparring yeah. or vice you versa? I mean, is that- Um, well, you get into like a, like, it's not really a regime, but you just constantly work in your body. Like I'll walk mm-hmm. in and I'll jump rope for like 20, 30 minutes. It's I'll hop on the bag for like 45 minutes. And then you could run for another 45 minutes, chill out for a bit. And you could just repeat. And if like, like when it comes to boxing in particular, when, when you're really like loving it, you, you'll lose track of time and you're like, Oh, I need to go home. Oh, wow. And then you'll yeah. All right. Great. Great. So it seems the big picture I get too, when it comes to your nutrition and training, it's all common sense. It's not that hard and anyone could do it at their own pace. Would you agree? I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's a certain thing. If someone like, just look at what you're good at, just observe what you love and what you love, you can do. You know I mean, that's just, pretty simple AB basics and I I like to show it through the boxing all right I focus on my nutrition I stay consistent stay disciplined you got to have a fighter spirit you know what I mean you, you get part of a champion fundamentals whatever you love you just learn yeah whatever you love you just learn all about it and I don't know become obsessed with it you know what I mean get a, get a little crazy for what you love Oh man, I hear you. That that's what's great. That helps me with the podcast too. Like my favorite hobby next to hanging out with people like like in love is listening to podcasts. And that's what makes this so easy too. And that's where where why we can yeah. get along with this is our passions, is that we are obsessed with it and it will take us far. So got your training down, both mentally and physically. Have you done your official matches yet? Um, I have not had my first sanctioned event yet. No, um, I was supposed to, uh, compete, uh, a few weeks ago as I let you know, but I didn't get, I, my paperwork didn't finish out in time. Uh, a lot of criteria problems happened and basically it unfolded, uh, in hindsight, it could have been for the best. And I just, I love having more time to prepare because I see it more as like, uh, no, like not sound anger, but I, I consider it more of a disadvantage to my opponent. If I'm having more time, I, I try mm-hmm. to view it as that. You know what I mean, like every obstacle that comes in the way, every obstacle that comes in the way is better for you. Cause it's just giving you more time to focus and just like, okay, well, since I have this extra time, what can I fix up? What can I get better? Yeah, that's legit. Yeah, man. It's, it's how things roll together. And it's only getting you more prepared for your next opponent. And that's a really great motto too. bad for the opponent. Cause you're just getting more ready to, to kick out. Like I said, kick ass and take name, take name yeah. on. And uh, so do you have any um, opportunities coming up or on the horizon as the summer? Um, it, we get closer to summer as the pandemic is coming closer to an end. Do you see yourself at least at some point in 2021, having your first official match? Yes. Yeah. Um, so at the gym, I was talking to a few of my coaches and, uh, one of them had mentioned that because as, as well, I mean, it might not be known, but 
boxing in terms of New Jersey has been shut down since COVID. You know I mean, uh, my opportunity to box is going to be in Louisiana where they're, uh, they have, they, they have their past guidelines. New Jersey is a hot spot for COVID as along with New York and, uh, California. So we're, mm-hmm. we've been in, we're still in phase one is what they call it. So there has been much, um, there hasn't been any sanctioned events in New Jersey, but my coaches told me that this come in June, they might be spring up fights again. And I think that would be a perfect time for me to get a fight. And so I'm hoping fingers crossed that I'm getting a fight in June. Dude. Awesome, man. Please, please keep us posted so we can, uh, I could tell the stars to cheer you on. And if there's any live stream or anything, I'll, I'll watch. Hope I promise you, as long as if there's a live stream, I'll be able to, to watch. Got I it. will watch. I will let you know for sure. That's awesome, man. So it's cool. It must cool to also have a goal in mind. So we have, you know, a good at this point in April, early April, a good two months continue to train and prepare. And that's pretty much what you'll be is on your mind until then is just getting ready for that big month as a, yeah. Shouts to science and the vaccine for making this possible. Honestly. All right. Great, man. This is this is really exciting. I'm excited for you, dude. This is Thank great. you. So I love the support. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So why don't we just switch some gears regarding the boxing and um, for you, boxing and MMA. But I was wondering, who are some of your biggest influences? You know, we mentioned some of the greats uh, already who fought, yeah. but who for you, Duran, who to you is uh, some of your personal influences to uh, fight, be a champion and uh, make people proud? Who are your personal influences, whether it's boxing or even um, MMA or even WWE, which we'll get into uh, shortly after that. Um, my, my biggest influences I'd say would have to be Canelo. Mm-hmm. I love Canelo. Uh, I just love Canelo's game. His head movement, his counter striking, his just ability to pressure and walk someone down and completely embarrass someone. Love it. Lomachenko, another one of just my all-time favorites. It was such a shame to see him get dismantled by Tiafimo. Yeah. But just um, his his footwork, the way he dances in the ring, the way he can make an opponent look silly, it's beautiful. Um, So those are my two big influences. I respect... I respect the business minds of Floyd and Connor. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love I love how they market themselves um, to an extent. Um, and I just I I I I know when you know a lot of biases can come in when people are saying what greatness is. But if you step away from that and you just look at greatness. You can just take bits and pieces from everything and just like make it your own. Like Bruce Lee said, be like water. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you just just take the best of what you could possibly find from anything and make it your own. But in terms of influences, yeah, I'll, uh, to backtrack, Canelo and Lomachenko. Those would be my those would be my two biggest influences. And of course, the late great Muhammad Ali and Mike Tyson, so on and so forth. Did you like Tyson's fight uh, back in November? <laughs> uh I, honestly, uh mike looked good like he looked like he was moving around good i didn't like the way the ring looked i didn't like how small the ring was for like a for like a professional fight like it, it, the presentation wasn't there but i mean the 
actual fight itself, I don't know. In my personal opinion, I thought Mike was pulling his punches. I thought Mike was not trying to dis- not trying to hurt Roy Jones Jr. Understandably so. They're in their fifties. Yeah. Like, I don't know, but I'm I'm hearing r- rumors. I don't know for sure about a, a Vander Holy a Vander Holyfield versus Mike Tyson rematch. I think that was actually confirmed and booked. If you don't mind me uh, checking out my phone really quick. No, oh, yeah. I'm yeah, awesome. Vander Holyfield. Oh, yeah, they're Mike Tyson and Vander Holyfield three will be wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Sorry, sorry. Um, when is Mike Tyson, Vandra Holyfield? Oh, okay. So, yeah, according to this, if I'm reading this right, it'll be. Wait. I'm getting I'm getting a bunch of conflicting reports. Some say <laughs> some say some say it's it's Memorial Day. I have a quote from March 25th that Mike Tyson said that the fight is on. So um, awesome. so let's let's trust that let's trust that and uh, for a lot of sakes. But do you speaking of those matches? Do you have a, like a personal favorite match you've ever seen? Um, whether it's you know whether it's uh, you know, Louis, you know, uh, George Foreman and Muhammad Ali Muhammad, or Joe Lewis, Muhammad Ali, Manny Pacquiao and Floyd when they battled or who do you do you have any personal favorite matches that give you goosebumps? Uh, um, I give me goosebumps. Uh, mm-hmm. Let me think. <laughs> I'd say. I'd say Canelo versus Triple G. Oh yeah, the first the the first one and this the yeah just both fights. Those are my I I love those fights. Oh, those fights. classics and the, and the controversy behind them too. It's just it's awesome. Yeah, it seemed they genuinely hated each other. You know, one match. I really I'm really looking forward to Tyson and uh, so Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua with big anticipated heavyweight fights. Like I was really I really like the classic heavyweight matchups, even like the butter beans of the world. <laughs> they they uh, are, yeah. are freaking crazy, man. I really like seeing heavyweight battles, especially. And that's cool. That those two can really make a push to you know, make it popular again. And it looks like we're getting that. So that's really, that's what I would have to say. And uh, no. I'm sorry, you're saying? No, I was just going to say, I was going to add on to, I mean, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua fight. Like I can't wait for it. Uh, I think I, I'd probably be taking Tyson Fury in that, mm-hmm. in my personal opinion, but it's a toss up. Dude, dude. Eh, it really is the the. Uh, I mean, it like I said, it's just two charismatic foes. Us shit talking. Tyson Fury's story from you know. I mean, we've seen the overweight pictures and all the mess he used to yeah. deal with. It's it's uh 
a real Cinderella story. And again, and, he, and he's in like the best shape of his life now. Like yeah, compared to like it's 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 crazy how much he turns around. It's it's wild. Motherfucking badass man. I can't wait for it. Nice you also like US versus uh England matchups, two countries, those always make me laugh. Um do you think Conor McGregor's ever gonna box again? We know he's obviously he has another US UFC scheduled match. Do you feel after this he'll ever get back in the ring? We know how popular him and his Floyd's fight was. He showed, you know, he was one who got gassed out at towards the end. Do you feel there's any chance Conor McGregor returns to the boxing ring? Oh, I mean, I honestly, it depends on where his head's at. But uh, if he, I feel like if he loses, if he loses to Dustin Poirier coming up, right? That'd be, again, <laughs> that'd be yeah. Crazy. If he loses again, I feel like it's a bigger possibility. But if he wants to become a UFC champion, uh, yeah. If he wants to become a UFC champion again, I don't see him boxing. But I mean, yeah, no. I don't I don't think I see him boxing again because he said that if he wants to box again, he wants to win a boxing world championship, but he doesn't want to fight much for it. So Interesting. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't see him boxing again. OK, OK, fair enough. Fair enough. So one last thing with the few last days of the boxing and I put I put this in a category of like, you know, the quirky things of boxing right now, not quirky, but like the, some of the more animated, that's a better word, animated things of boxing. So first I just yeah. want to ask, putting this in three categories, specifically I wrote for you, Duran. What's some of your favorite boxing movies? Boxing movies are probably the best type of sports movies in terms of character development and seeing, it's so cool to seeing how a boxing film fil- shot is filmed, whether your raging bulls have insanely violent, but, really cool cinematic boxing scenes or Rocky's great underdog story. What are some of your favorite boxing movies, especially as a boxer? Um, my favorite boxing movies is, Oh wait, what's the name? Ooh, um, I forgot. I, it's, it's on the tip of my tongue. I, is it underdog? I don't know, but it's, it's who, this do you know who movie. stars it? Who's in it? Um, I wish I could. I wish I could say, but um, <laughs> oh man, I'll get back to that. And there's Rocky two, Rocky uh, two, yeah, Rocky two to be specific. Um, then there's, I like the Creed series. Like they're they're pretty good. I I like them. But there's uh like my favorite one is this one that I can't get out. <laughs> tip my tongue, but it's this amazing story. He like he he was an underdog and. He um he was around welterweight and I think he broke his neck mm. trying to trying to move up and wait. And he came back and he's like, No, I'm fighting again. I'm fighting again. And it's based on a true story. That's the best of it. And then he comes back and he gets his championship fight and he wins the champ. It was just it was ah oh, man, I wish I could remember it. I wish, I wish. Is it a movie called Bleed for This? Yes, I think it is Bleed for This. I googled boxing movie where guy breaks his deck, and it says <laughs> that's that's what came up with Miles Teller. That it was by Vinny the Prasmadani the Pasmanian Devil. That sound makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm a bit. Yeah, it says right here the 2016 movie Bleed for This based on his comeback from a spinal injury. That's oh, what shit. it is. Okay. Well, I really like Miles Teller. I'm gonna see that. Yeah, I see some good reviews right here. 
All right. I I would highly recommend watching it. And yeah, Bakhti 2, one of the best final lines in a movie. Oh, Adrian, I did it. <laughs> Adrian. <laughs> in the Korean movies, I mean, they're bad. It's like the Rocky movies are like something I watch with my parents often, like that. <laughs> and uh, my aunts, uh, special place in my heart for the Rocky movies. And uh, another good one is uh, The Hurricane with Denzel. Playing Ruben Harder, the hurricane who falsely got accused of murder, spent time in jail and got out. That's another great one. Obviously, Raging Bull, tough watch, but so powerful too. Oh, I haven't watched those either of those. Really? Oh even, man. Yeah. You'd yeah, love you Raging Bull. Two movies to watch. You might Dude, especially Raging Bull. Raging Bull's on Netflix a lot. If you don't mind, I use this app that says it. I mean, that's one of the best movies you'll ever see. Again, tough watch, but it's a, it's it's amazing. Like all the real movie geeks like go crazy for it. For sure. You said it's on Netflix? Um, hmm, not this month. If you want to do four dollars instead of a coffee, I would say it's <laughs> worth it on Amazon or YouTube or Apple TV. But heck man, if I give you my DVD if I can, it's it's really powerful movie stuff. Especially you might especially like it because of the boxing aspect. I'll make sure to get around to watch it for sure. All right. So the next animated part of the of boxing. You've heard of Barstool's Rough and Rowdy? Barstool's Rough and Rowdy? What's that? So it's like, you, you ever heard of this, uh, the sports media company, Barstool? They, <laughs> yeah, they yeah. do Barstool this. For, yeah, okay. yeah, they do Rough and Rowdy, which is just an amateur boxing uh, league. And it's like pretty, it's pretty ridiculous. You generally get regular people who don't know how to box, have no skill whatsoever, and they just fight each other. I mean, one of the funniest matches we heard Jose Canseco, uh, Roy the Freak, he fought a Barstool intern in a match. And he clearly threw really? the match. Yeah, he do- He took a dive, though, which kind of sucked. Went straight and fell down. But uh. ridiculous stuff like that. <laughs> and I was just curious if you as a boxer, if you just get a kick out of it, because there is no skill whatsoever. It's literally people that get on the streets and find it in states where it's legal like a west virginia (laughs) or louisiana where they can actually do these fights you just it's it's just you get a kick out of it it's actually um, yeah i'll always get a kick out of seeing people like they just fight when they clearly can't it's always i don't know it's always a fun time for me personally to watch (laughs) and the last thing i have on the animated parts of boxing is uh how do you feel as a boxer you know I'm sure you know of Logan and Jake Paul who have put themselves in the boxing world. We've seen um, Jake Paul knock out Nate Robinson of all people in that card with Mike Tyson. Yeah. In. Now he has a fight, I believe in the next couple of weeks and you see him a lot of shit talking, you know, trying to fight Floyd Mayweather. How do you feel about the Paul's influence with boxing? And they claim like they're really pushing the sport. Does it annoy you because they're just annoying people or like, do you think that maybe, you know, maybe they're legit to help push the sport even more. How, how do you feel about the Paul's influence, I'm, the Paul's mm-hmm. brother's influence on boxing? Um, I wouldn't say I'm annoyed by them. I mean, I peep game. I mean, they're clearly businessmen. I don't think not, I don't think either of them are boxers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. T- I think, I think they're tough guys. Like I think they're, I think they're a bunch of tough dudes. Logan was what? Six and eight, six or eight in the state wrestling. And he had a, yeah. I think he had a few, and I think he had two boxing matches with KSI. Jake Paul used to mm-hmm. wrestle, I believe. And he's had his matches. I, I don't say they're 
I wouldn't say they're boxers, but I mean, it gets, it's getting eyes. It's getting a younger audience eyes to the sport. And I mean, I feel like personally, they're just doing it for business. I don't think it's going to last long though. Cause in my personal opinion, Ben Askren, I think, yeah. in my, I think he's just going to, I don't think he's, gonna, I don't think he's going to box. <laughs> I think he's going to go in there, clinch <laughs> work, get in the telephone booth, dirty, push him around, might even push him down on the floor. I know. Yeah, I mean, like he's a wrestler, he's a competitor, and he knows to win. I think he's just, I think he's gonna try and teach this young kid who thinks he's a boxer a lesson. I'm, I'm, the, the whole internet definitely wants that, and that match is gonna be next Saturday, the seventeenth. And oh boy, we'll see, we'll see. If I felt for Nate Robinson, you know, for the rest of his <laughs> life, he he has that image. But I don't damn. think he sparred. Like I don't, I don't, I think that was his first time getting in the ring. Like, yeah. I, I, like the way he looked, like I was, I don't think he should have been in there whatsoever. Like he got really ugly, man. But yeah, man. Hey, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a blast. So, well, uh, two more things before we have to wrap things up. One of the cool things, Iran, you're gonna be on the show back to back weeks because yes. you're gonna be talking about wrestling with the great and legendary AJ the Man and my great yes, buddy sir. Ryan Page because we're gonna be talking about. Reacting to WrestleMania, the events, the see the uh, whole season in general, and the Raw after WrestleMania. So everybody, that's a week from today, uh, the twelfth of April, where we are. Oh, excuse me, I got that wrong. It is a week from Thursday, which is the fifteenth of April, where we're gonna have our wrestling show, and um, or WrestleMania reaction show. So talk to me about WWE fan. Tell me why you like WWE and who are some of your favorite wrestlers past and present? Um, I can't. Um, let's see. My favorite wrestler of all time, I'd have to say, Shawn Michaels, without a doubt. I love the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. Like I, I haven't, I think I, mm-hmm. I, I, I grew up watching wrestling. I stopped watching wrestling for a bit. You know, I watched the, like I watched WrestleMania, of course, because, you know, it's WrestleMania. Um, I stopped watching like a year or two ago, but nonetheless, like, it's just, it was awesome. It was just awesome to me. It felt so real as a kid. Um, I love, I love John Cena, Shawn Michaels, uh, Randy Orton. I had a love hate relationship. It went back and forth. Um, the shield, the shield amazed me. Like the shield was like, Cause it was when it was when I'd say I was getting a little bit older and I was like, Oh, wrestling's like, Oh, it's so like boring. It's so like, look, it's so goofy. And then like these guys come in and they're like breaking down the, the, the ring and they're just tearing, tearing people apart every single Monday they were there. And then they would have no matches book, but they show up to pay-per-views and they just ruin matches just cause it was, it was awesome. Hell yeah, dude. I, I think you made the big hit the nail on the head that it's entertaining most of all. And when you learn, I think wrestling, when you look at it a certain way and you realize it's just for entertainment value, and the writers are doing what they can just to entertain you, you look at it differently, you have more of appreciation for it. Like I stopped watching, watching wrestling as well the end of middle school. I didn't get back into it till college because at the time I overheard someone say, the Undertaker lost the WrestleMania. He's like, oh, I remember that was a, that's a big deal. So that's what really got me into it. Then I saw I watched that live. Oh my god, it was 
Yeah, like genuine shock for all fans to just appreciate a great story unfolding. And then I saw Roman Reigns like, this is a badass motherfucker. I need to go to the, he really, it's the Roman Reigns of the Rock got me into a fitness lifestyle myself. I used to be a much bigger boy. And um, I watched, I just watched there. That's what keeps me motivated to work out. Like I watch workout videos in the gym sessions, whether it's mostly WA wrestlers and, and actors who are training for superhero roles. And that's what gets me in the gym. And um, yeah, that's what got me back into it. And I, I'm, I'm, I consider myself the most passionate casual fan ever. I'm not able to watch Raw and SmackDown every single day or NXT, but I will t- pay attention to the big events. And, you know, and it helps to stay in touch with uh, Instagram and stuff if you just follow it. And it's really cool how much they've evolved, you know, uh, and how I th- they're letting more eyes behind the scenes too, just to show this is a show at the end of the day for you all. And that's why we like it. I'm sure you agree. Yeah, and I think, honestly, I think WWE is really giving the bad end of the stick with this whole COVID thing. Because, yeah. I mean, A, it's a shift where kids kind of have to realize, well, it's clearly not real. You know I mean, it's fake. So now they have to, you have to, now you have to get a fan base that recognizes that it's just entertainment. And now you don't have an audience to hype up your wrestlers. You know what I mean? So it's just like, they're just giving a bad end of the stick. I feel like when every, if yeah, when everything clears up, I feel like WWE could like make that shift back around where it's just enjoyable family television. Yeah. And that's, what's cool about WrestleMania this upcoming weekend that as we're recording this and, and releasing it and then reacting to it next week is, uh, the fact that this is entertainment for everyone and it cool is cool. And I, I've had, of course, people say, oh, you watch wrestling is fake, blah, blah, blah. But I guarantee you that if you put like a badass wrestling montage on or a match, people will watch it given the time of day. And they might say, oh, this is stupid, but you're watching and walk away. And then that's where I love getting people there. Yeah, 100 percent. Yeah. And what was one of the great pleasant surprises when I did the first wrestling show with AJ Ryan, it was a really down, highly downloaded episode. It's one of our best um, received episodes. It just shows, man, wrestling does have an audience. And just hitting on some of the things regarding this show, um, WrestleMania this weekend, I just wanted to hit on some of the big matches. What are some of your predictions uh, coming into it? And then obviously we'll be able to reflect how right or wrong we are next week. So um, with the, with the, uh, with the first night, what are you, what are you thinking about with Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair? How do you think that's going to unfold? A nice story been, um, been building there, seeing the vet, I guess the new girl on the block. And how do you feel this is coming in Two people at their peak? What do you think is going to happen? I'm taking, I, I, I love Sasha. I love Sasha Banks <laughs> personally. Like I just always love Sasha Banks. So I'm just, you know, that I'm going to have to go with Sasha Banks. That's just, that's just what it is. Fair. You know, Sasha Banks seems like the cool older sister figure, like someone you want to learn from, like want to mentor you. I, I worked at MTV and I saw her there once in a really badass. Yeah. That's awesome. Rocking the blue hair. It was cool. It was cool. Then some other big matches coming into the first night. How do you feel about Cesaro and Seth Rollins? I think if we're talking about people who have bad in the six, it's Cesaro's whole career. No world champion. He's actually a genuine athlete. He's been in some silly tag, some stories and tag teams, but this guy got some skill. Do you think this can make a push if he defeats Seth Rollins and maybe he could get his uh, 
title world title run he's been deserving? I honestly don't know when it comes to Cesaro. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, like that's a that's um that's a match where I don't know the backstory to. I don't, but just just based off names, I'd have to go Seth Rollins. Uh, Seth, uh, Cesaro seems to just be a figure that's he's he is a good wrestler. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's, he's he. The way he's displayed in wrestling, he's very highly competitive. You know what I mean, and he just loses. I mean, I don't know. They don't treat his gimmick well, in my opinion. Like, if you look at him in the indie circuit, he's a badass. Yeah, badass. And then in WWE, it's just. No, it's crazy how stuff like that has unfolded. Did you? What do you think of AJ Styles, his homeboy Omos, who literally looks like a Greek god, going up against a New Day? You think anything crazy could happen there? Um, what's the um, what's the what's the lead up to that match? Oh, it's pretty much, you know, just this is my guy, AJ Styles, wants some respect. And, you know, I have this figure almost. He's like former NFL player, like 6'8". And uh, he's pretty scary oh. looking. I'm taking the new day on that. Mm-hmm. All right, all yeah, right. I'm, I'm taking a new day on that. And so my last two, the, the most fun to talk about first, Bobby Lashley with MVP. Finally got his big world title. Now we have Drew McIntyre was robbed of his Cinderella story in front of a crowd. Who do you think's taking this one? I think it could go either way, honestly. You're saying it's Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre looks like a, a, a Scottish yeah. warrior. He literally is it's the real cra- brave heart. Yeah. His transformation was crazy from when he initially got released, too. Yeah. Like when he came when he came back after going to TNA, it was crazy. I'm a big fan of Drew McIntyre. Um, I'm t- uh I'm I'm taking Bobby Lashley. Really? I'm taking yeah, I'm taking Bob Yeah, I'm taking Bobby Lashley. Just cause. Just cause? Fair enough. Maybe some people just have the juice. <laughs> it's really that's how I really pick it in anything. Like some people just have the juice at the end of the day when it's two evenly matched people. Yeah, I don't know. I it's a battle. It's too like Goliath's too like just, they're both just huge. I'm, I'm going Bobby Lashley. If you like, um, if you, you, I don't know if you, do you like Dragon Ball Z by any chance? I love Dragon Ball Z. Dragon oh, Ball yeah. Z is my all time. And people clown me that it's my favorite anime. I don't care. Like, yeah, Dragon Ball Z is my favorite all time anime. Just, I could watch it over and over again for the rest of my life every single day. Yeah, it's funny the stigma gets to anime fans who like more of the cowboy beat bop spirit away types. Yeah, but it's like, like you have to respect how how Dragon Ball Z really crossed over to the Western world and like especially in America. There's no respect for that. But anyways, this match is like a Goku Vegeta type. That's the I think they could literally fight and a big punch explodes the ring. <laughs> yeah, no, that that that's just gonna be a clash. Hell one of those yeah. kinds of things where the where the ring break where the ring breaks. Look at that! Look at that! And then the the fun one for the first night you have Bad Bunny, Damian Priest against the Miz and John Morrison. Come on! I don't know. Uh, like I said, I haven't really watched Raw as much as the leading up to it, but I haven't paid attention on Instagram. 
I always look forward to Monday. And I see a bad bunny there, literally there every week. So this man really respect, really respect and helping bring that audience in. I just love all my bad bunny music fans and they like that as wrestling stuff too. You excited for that? You think bad bunny's gonna like, I don't know, just, just, just get, just break the internet with some crazy move. If I mean, he's literally the I biggest think, pop star in I, the world. I think it's probably gonna be one of those things where like he's just going to be getting obliterated and someone comes out, helps him. And then it's just a big brawl. Ozuna's going to come out. Jay Balvin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or Rosalia. She'll come out. Exactly. Anything. <laughs> Good times. And then the second night you have, uh, like the big ones that really stick out. You have a Azuka and Rhea Ripley. And they, uh, you think anything cool is coming up with that? I think those are both badass women. Rhea Ripley, I won't want to fuck with in real life. I feel like she can um, kick she can kick anyone's ass. She's so cool. Uh, I haven't I haven't I haven't um I haven't heard about either of them, honestly. So I'd probably mm-hmm. when I see it, I'd probably I can't I you're the way you say it, there's they're badass. I can't wait to watch it that in that case. You know what I mean? Like Cool. You want to just like just pick one of them so we can see if you got it right, anyways. Azuka. All right, all right. And then the the other two, the the Fiend and Randy Orton with the licks of blicks, with the crazy voodoo shit they do oh. that just you get a lot. I guess I just get a kick out. <laughs> all right, the I, Fiend. I, I don't know. I feel like they they kept they 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 like I don't know they they kept burying and bringing back the Fiend. I. He's he's bound to get his, you know, what I mean, get his comeuppets, I guess. Yeah, I is mean, this, this is him coming like he just came back recently, right? Yeah, exactly. Just, and they said they plan on murdering. <laughs> they said Randy Orton will die at WrestleMania, so we'll tune in to see if we see a murder live on TV. <laughs> That's what they said. So. Holy. <laughs> and the other one, the other big main event is Roman Reigns against Edge and Daniel Bryan. Again, this really can't go either way. Roman Reigns has turned into the coolest heel of all time. Up there is for sure. How you like? How you like Roman Reigns' heel turn? Uh, no, nah, I like it. I think it was well needed because they were giving him some sort of like John Cena esque push, and it's not. It wasn't even intentional. It was just like he had all the it factors, but the, the crowd was hating it, and they were just shoving Roman Reigns down the crowd's throat. So I think the heel turn was awesome for him. Oh, much needed. And Roman Reigns can legit wrestle too. So it's like, yeah, no, he's one of my favorite. He's honestly, he's been my favorite for the longest since the shield that came out. I'm taking the big dog Roman Reigns in that one. I'm taking that too. Also, AKA the tribal, the tribal chief and let it, let it roll. So man, we got your predictions down and we're going to see how accurate you were when we uh, speak again in a week. So one last thing, Duran, is yeah. uh, we got, as I end every podcast, we've been killing it for an hour and 10 minutes. I hope you've been enjoying this as much as I have, man. It's really oh. great getting to know each other. More fun than I could have imagined, my boy. All right, man. And hopefully we can um, we could do this again and uh, have you come on. And then hopefully we could all chill in New York or Jersey again. Um, of course, that's where we man, initially met was that that 
Halloween that, party in Jersey yep. City. So, man, hopefully we can reunite this summer as things are going oh, down and getting vaccinated. I, I hope so. So I've been really enjoying this, man. Thank you. Thank you. So as you I end, I say just thank you for having me. Oh man, really? You've been one of you've been a really great guest, man. One of the best I've had in the past couple of months. I genuinely mean that. Thank you, thank you. So, as we end every pot, every first appearance of the productive conversations, we do the Prost questionnaire. Ten short but deep questions, and I'm really intrigued to see what you have to say with these questions. And uh, while we get to it, you ready? Yep. My first question is: What is your favorite word? My favorite word? Yeah. Uh, my favorite word. Um, I'm trying to think of a word that I say a lot. There's some words I just say a lot for no reason. Um, my favorite word. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, it's crazy once you're asked it. What what is? Yeah, I can't. I can't even think of one right now. You're good. You're I good. Can't. Do you know your least favorite word? My least favorite word is can't. Mm-hmm. Damn yeah. fucking straight to that. Number three, this isn't necessarily a sexual question, but some people have said sex for whatever reason. You know, they do them, I guess. But what turns you on in this world? And this is more like what fulfills you in life. Like what brings you a lot of joy? Internal actualization. Becoming actual the, actual becoming, because when you become the best you, any other thing that you could possibly be striving for, being a better lover, being a better person in a relationship, being making the most money if that's what you want, you know, so on and so forth. It all starts with being the best you and then branching out. So I think, yeah, internal actualization. That's one of my favorite answers to this. That's a great one. Eternal actualization. Love it. Number four is what turns you off in this world? Um, Small-minded perspectives. Yeah. Like not being able to look past where you are right now. I could, I could agree with that. I love it. Number five. What sound or noise do you love? Um, what sound or noise? Mm-hmm. Um, I like, like you know those like ambient frequency music, like uh, noises. Those, those, like just like calm and just like chill out. Yeah. Oh yes, like you could type in the YouTube show, and um, you all make that come together. I like that YouTube show, YouTube videos. Those those sounds are cool. So, what yeah. sound or noise do you hate? A sound or noise do I hate? Mm-hmm. Like the screeching of a chalkboard. Oh my god! Yeah, that's like, the, or like when someone the fork on the plate. Mm-hmm. Like when you ever had someone scrape a ceramic plate with a fork? Does those sounds? Those sounds noisy. Oh yeah, if you're cutting steak and somebody gets a little too close, they keep hitting it. Yeah, oh my god. Yes, man. It's not that hard. What's your favorite curse word? My favorite curse word? Shit. <laughs> I, I don't know. It just, it just is. Yeah, you like I like lots of people have said you can use shit for anything. Shit. What is yeah. this shit? Man, this shit's driving me crazy. 
<laughs> what profession other than your own that would you like to attempt? Um, I'm going to keep it completely away from boxing. Cause I would have said like an analyst or something. Mm-hmm. Um, like a business owner, like a genuine business owner, like owning multiple businesses. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Get that venture capitalist in there. Yeah. All right. Cool. Cool. What profession would you not like to do? Nine to five desk job. I mm-hmm. can't think about, like, I can't imagine being in like a corporate building with uh, a thousand other people just like me. You know what I mean? And yes. Like, same brown, same brown, black or blue suit. Same. No, it's, no, it seems torture. <laughs> it's time to be your own person. Have that own brand. Don't let the corporate yeah. influence bring you down for it. So yeah. my final question for now is if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say to you when you arrive at the pearly gates? If heaven exists, what I want God to say to me at the mm-hmm. pearly gates. Mm-hmm. That's a really good question. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> so when I'm going to die, when you God, there's a, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it'll probably be something like so dumb. <laughs> like, like it'll probably be like a like a like a hmm, what would I want him to say? I would like to be given the choice to do it all over again just to see if I actually would. You know what yeah, I mean, like if I would like like when I get there, uh, like if I'm truly set into what my legacy was and he gives me that question, I think being able to say no would be probably one of the most powerful things ever. So yeah, that's yeah. real as fuck. That's real so, as fuck, yeah. dude. I appreciate that answer. That's 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 great, man. And yeah, I had, I'm sh- I had to sit on that. I wanted to give you a good one. You really did, man. You really did. And I'm sure we'll all be talking about your legacy before we know it. But Thank that's the great Deron Davis. Do you have anything yes. else to say to us before we sign off for today? Just another thank you for having me. Honestly, this is a blast. Oh, man. It was my pleasure. Anytime, man. Hats off to you. That's a great Deron thank Davis. You. Again, we'll be in his corner all, all his year, definitely year long, especially as his career keeps growing. And we'll also see Deron a week from today as we talk about the WrestleMania yes. reaction. So we're looking forward to that. Staying in touch. And then in the summer of the return, we'll all definitely chill again and kick it, man. A hundred percent. Yeah. Can't fuck away, my dude. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. And I'll text to you really, really soon, Duran. Gotcha. Pleasure was all mine. Thank you, man. See ya. See ya. When you get the chance to talk to a future champion, you do not Missed that opportunity, and I'm so happy I got the opportunity to talk to Deron Davis. Incredible appearance, bright young man, great vibes, great story, great energy, and he's just a great man. I really believe that. So don't forget, we have a lot to talk about on Monday's episode, which includes an appearance from a fellow podcaster, 
Mike Gumond, the host of the Amazed and Marveled podcast, a podcast which you have to check out on all podcasts and platforms that talks everything about comic book culture, pop culture, the movie industry, and everything interesting that the great Mike Gumond has to say. So don't miss that. We're going to talk to him on Monday. I'll give you my reaction to getting my first dose of the COVID vaccine, specifically Moderna. We'll also react to the Masters. We'll react to some baseball, uh, some basketball played over the weekend. But again, mostly focusing on the Masters, my COVID vaccine, and of course, the great Mike Gumad. So action-packed episode this Monday. And again, we also have a WrestleMania weekend this weekend. We're going to officially react to that on Thursday. And Deron Davis is coming back to that. AJ the man, Anthony Fernandez is coming to that. And then Ryan Pace, the host of the Tweet Cap. So don't forget to check out his show, the Tweet Cap, on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. So it's a great week ahead. Make sure you yourself have an amazing weekend. Continue to do the right thing, socially distance, do your part to help end this pandemic. And just thank those amazing people who give us a chance every single day. With that, I'd like to thank Deron Davis for an amazing appearance. I'd like to thank you, the greatest listeners and fans in the world, for making this show possible. Words can't describe my appreciation and love for every single one of you. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And check us out on ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com for all content regarding this show. My name is Matt Brown. I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast and I wish you a so long farewell and I will see you all in a few days back here on Monday I love you all so much see you then have one of the best weekends of your life see you all really really soon peace